2: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
3: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers
1: Radio, 630 Chan. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott here along with Cody Jansen, Bob busy today. Frankly, he's busy so uh, you'll hear from him later when uh, the Oilers host the New Jersey Devils 7 o'clock on these here airwaves for the puck drop 5.30 is when the face-off show starts and we've got live coverage of tonight's uh, Hall of Fame ceremony where Ryan Smith and Lee Foglin will be enshrined as the Oilers Hall of Fame Class of 2022 Best fans of the game need the best content Go live and behind the scenes with Oilers Plus and access live practice. practice coverage, pre- and post-game shows, behind-the-scenes original series, and much more. Subscribe now at OilersPlus.com using promo code... Mother's Day is around the corner.
0: Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
1: Oilers now. Make sure that's in all caps. Oilers now. Get yourself a free three-day trial. Uh, Some guests of the show as well receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment, simply savoring a night out on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Great spot. I I got a couple of gift cards I got to use, if I'm being honest. I'm going to sneak down there. Maybe I'll take Sierra if she's uh, if she's lucky. No Oilers game Friday. Perfect date night. It is a perfect date night. All right, Cody, you might have just secured plans. Uh, let's uh, let's dip into the first of several. We've got four pre-taped conversations today, uh, the first of which being with uh, Yari Curry. He needs no introduction, but he is in town as part of the Hall of Fame ceremonies tonight. Uh, he sat down with Bob yesterday. Let's get to that.
0: Yari, what does it mean uh, for you as a as a, as an NHL Hall of Famer to, to come back in Edmonton and be a part of an event that honors uh, your former teammate Lee Foglund, but also Ryan Smith, the guy who, you know, is probably one of the most popular Oilers players of all time? Well, it's always nice to be back here, you know, and
3: uh, about the Lee, you know, I'm so happy that a uh, player like him get recognition like this, you know, the... There's not enough talk about the type of players who don't get enough recognition. How important they are for the team, and basically uh, the way the lead played, the, the amount of blocking the shots, and uh, put the team always ahead. Of everything else, and then. Uh, Ryan and never played with the Ryan, but he had a umbrella carrier, not only in the NHL, but the international way. He was the world champion for many times in Canada for many years. Always say, yes, if the, the, the team Canada called him and that's still something about the players, that's why he was a captain. That's why he was a very lucky player here in Edmonton and uh, as a person Well, you have the,
0: you know, the strong history of the finish program. I'm actually going to ask you a question about that a little bit later on. But specific to Lee, your teammate, I mean, you come over, from uh, Europe, and I, I think a lot of people thought, well, you just came over and scored right away. The, your first year, it wasn't easy for you for about the first three months, and then you got going, and by the time you guys played the Canadians in the 81 playoffs, your team was kind of on the way, but can you maybe speak to the the maturity, that that, that veteran presence that, that Lee brought, and just, you know, because he, he's not a... He's, he's, he's by no means a loud personality, but I, I sense that his words meant a lot when he spoke. Well, no question, you know. And, uh, my first year, I, I really never
3: thought I would come even over yet, but I thought I would be too young and not uh, enough experience, you know, come over and also to not knowing NHL enough, you know, what this means to be and how the game's going to be played, you know, small ice service, you know, and uh, the toughness in the game and uh, all that stuff, you know. uh, So, to be honest, I was lucky to be in the right place at the right time with the players around helping me out and and make my life easier. uh, You know, and uh, like I said before, the, the... you need to have a veteran players around, that's that's how the team is going to be built around, that you have a young guys like we had with uh, Gretchen Miss and Kevin Andy and uh, Kevin and myself, we are in our 20s, and have uh, your leadership guys who have been around that are going to help you, What's going to take, and how it's going to be taken, and uh, they're going to support us and uh, make us uh, more room out there and uh, make us life easier on the ice. and uh, overall, that the team chemistry in, uh, in, in uh, 1980 it was unbelievable, and that was the league brought in that rock room that uh, everybody felt comfortable there and um, knew what to do. Uh,
0: I grew up a Montreal Canadiens fan because the Orders were in the WHA and Guy Fleur was my favorite player. And I remember Davey Hunter hitting Guy Fleur against Montreal, and that's the moment I became an Orders fan. I was like, I was like, yeah, and I'm like, wait a second, he's hit my favorite, but at what point during that series? It is a three-game series. How quickly did you guys believe going in you could beat them or was there a point during Wayne had the five points in game number one? You know, uh, you scored a couple long-range goals on on the Canadians. Was there a a point during the slide Series where you could see this thing starting to take off with Edmonton? Uh, It's hard
3: to say how to go so many years back that what we were told about. I think overall we were, I would say, a bunch of young guys who wanted to play hockey, who wanted to win. A lot of people said that we were a cocky team, but I don't think we were a cocky team. We were just a bunch of... We recognize that we're a good hockey team. We're great players. That, and uh, we can beat everybody, no matter who we play against. And uh, You know, of course, I come from Europe. We, I didn't even know how much that meant to win the Montreal and Canadians, you know, for hockey in Canada. People, in my, my teammates, how big that was, you know. And that, to understand that was uh, shocking and an open eye for me.
0: You talked about uh, the belief that you could win. You ran the Finnish program for a number of years. There's about five million people in Finland, they're right there. They compete at the world junior level. They compete at the world championship level. They compete at the Olympic level. Frankly, they're kind of a pain in the ass for some other countries. Like, you know, Canada's still Canada. Like, we still have... About 51, 52 percent of players in the NHL. We've got some. You know, obviously, Connor McDavid is—he's literally from another planet. I don't know if we've ever seen a guy that uh, advanced in terms of that fast, that skilled. But that said, how much pride do you take in how competitive Finland is? You headed that program up for a while, Yari, and and what is it about the Finnish psyche, mentality, personality that allows them to compete on the level that they did? I think we should be proud Finland, Finnish
3: hockey. Certainly the, the last few years we've done so well in, in in every level. But I think we have understand that uh, we are a small country, you know, and we need to do some things better. And I think the junior programs are good, you know, our coaching is good, that uh, we really teach the kids. And uh, I think the I heard a lot of people saying that they hate to the play against Finland and I say that's good because that's the what Finland wants to play. We uh, we always want to be a team that plays together, plays hard, never want to give up and uh, we always see that Sisu character there, you know but uh, plays together we don't have the, the best skills players in the world but I think that the team, the spirit and team chemistry and we're playing together and uh, knowing what it takes to win I think that's a
0: can hockey for a lot of yes, you do tend to have some bigger players. Ranton's a big man. Barkov's a great two-way sentiment. I mean, Paul Yarby, we're still hoping for. I don't know if it's ever going to come to fruition for him, but some bigger bodies I mean you know that's part of it right you do have you got Marcus Niemelainen as well now I know this year you're not in hockey this year is this is, I think this is, the, is this the first year you're not doing anything
3: well that's what I was telling Cuff, you know that yeah this is my first first winter without hockey and uh, I'm a little bit confusing but I'm used to going to the rinks and uh, watching a lot of hockey and follow at uh, yeah, it's a strange feeling, but like I said, we have big players come out, Parkov and Barkov and Line, of course, that have been hurt a little bit, and uh, Pulu, Jarvi, but uh, watching Pulu yesterday, I thought he was pretty much good. He had almost had a chance to call a couple of goals. So, you know, I think that uh, he's a future player for Oilers hopefully. And uh, But, uh, we, but uh, the finish hockey is good, like I said before, that the, the coaches has to be maybe step ahead of what's happening in the Hockey World.
1: I'll tell you what, Edmonton's got a couple of big finish bodies that we've seen big finished checks from. Now the next step is going to be watching them protect themselves a little bit better than they did in that game against Nashville and Nashville's probably the nastiest toughest team in the league right now they're right up there with Calgary Philadelphia I would say you could mix those three in the blender and uh, and probably pull any one of them out but you know what uh, it's good to see them mixing in the body we know that come with came with Nima Leinen's game we wanted to see more of that from Paul Yarvi, and this year I really believe that we have seen him trying to engage more physically that's how he keeps himself in the good graces of this team and that's that's how he earns a $3 million contract instead of a 1.25 or whatever the previous one was. When we come back on Oilers Now, another conversation with the Hall of Famer, this time a defenseman. Let's hear from Paul Coffey and Bob Stoffer when we return. Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen in today as Bob continues meandering through a busy day at Rogers Place. It's the New Jersey Devils in town tonight. You love the East Coast teams rolling through here, get a different just a different jersey to look at different players to be excited about and anytime that somebody gets enshrined in the Oilers lore it seems like the team responds with a great performance on the ice I don't need to hearken you back any further than November 5th of last season when Connor McDavid frankly went nuclear on the New York Rangers in as part of a comeback 6-5 win maybe one of the greatest games if not the greatest game played at Rogers Place thus far. Hopefully there's many more of those stories to be written, but uh, yeah. Anyway, where are we going with all that? Doesn't matter. It's talk radio. We can lose our point from time to time. You're looking for a great Oilers road trip. You can join Oilers now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights and all the famous Vegas attractions as well. Uh, This New West travel hockey package includes airfare, three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip, game tickets, and a welcome. Reception with Bob, potentially some special guests in there too. Uh, for the Oilers, now Vegas hockey package. Call New West Travel or visit New West Travel com. I think my point was to say that we've got a good one on tap tonight. <laughs> Devils 7-3, Oilers 7-3. and three. Both teams coming in, winning a lot of their last games. Can make it six in a row for the home side. Devils of 1-7 of 8. Uh, should be a good contest tonight. Well, you brought up seeing a different jersey, and everyone knows I'm a style over performance guy. And so when I was a kid, I used to love watching New Jersey just because of Martin Broder's helmet. Yeah, he's... It was just the sharpest one. That's what I loved. That was the only reason I'd watch New Jersey. Like, no one else watches the Devils for any other reason, especially even when they're winning. Let's be real. Everyone just wants to watch Proder and he looked pretty dang good. Well, my understanding of that team was that it was one of the most boring hockey teams to watch in history. They just happened to be very, very good at boring hockey. Until Scott Stevens steps up on you. That's right. And uh, that's what made Scott Stevens my favorite player growing up. Paul Coffey, another defenseman who played nothing like scott stevens he was chatting with bob and we're going to name coffee our co-headliner today he and yari curry both headlining this show courtesy our friends at Wilhawk beef jerky it's the best you've ever tasted search for w-i-l-h-a-u-k today all right let's get back to it
0: joined by uh, hall of famer paul coffee and paul uh lee fogland and ryan smith joining uh, a new fraternity i guess of uh uh, Hall of Fame legends. Uh, just a thought on—you uh, know both players well, but
2: we'll start with uh, your former teammate Lee Fogel. Well, I mean Lee Lee is a special man, special person, and uh, a special Edmonton Oilers idea. The, lucky, the luckiness, I guess, uh, to sit beside him for six years and just absolutely listen, watch, sponge everything he did. He was a consummate professional. Came to the rink every day, ready to work, didn't say much, kept his mouth shut, led by example on the ice and off, and uh, got a chance to meet himself and his uh, his two boys, um, Rory and Michael and, and Carol, over the years, and just great, great people. And, I, you know, what? it couldn't be every one of us from Wayne on down couldn't be... Any more prouder and more deserving than Lee going, the initial guy himself and Ryan going into the Oilers Hall of Fame, and it's uh, I'm excited for it. I can only imagine how he feels. All right. Well, we'll get to Ryan in a second. One of the things about Lee Foglin is he is a legend for his toughness,
0: and I know you're telling a story. There's a couple of them. There's uh, a story with the coat hanger ripping out the tooth, and then there was also getting ready for a playoff series after he uh, buggered up his knee and keeping his leg in a sort of a permanent 45-degree angle. Can you maybe educate
2: us and relay uh, a little bit of what you remember about uh, at least one of those stories? Yeah, well, Lee, I mean, everybody's tough to play this game because it is a hard game, but Lee just wouldn't take a shift off, never mind a game off, and... We were in New York one, staying at the Garden City Hotel, Long Island, and I saw him in the morning because he got hit the night before in the, in the face with a puck. And I said, "Geez, you look a little swollen." And he goes, "Yeah, look what I did." And then he pulled his lip back, and I said, "You got to be kidding me! How'd you do that?" And he dismantled a hanger and uh, pulled a cap off his tooth because he couldn't handle the pain. But that's uh, that's his toughness. But you got to remember, Lee Lee played in an era where blocking shots was. Uh, was a premium. I mean, he did it without uh, without being told to do it, and there was no equipment back then. And you know, he just he brought it every single night, which made every single one of us better. You know, I was talking Bob yesterday. You could have uh, you could have 20 Wayne Gretzky's on your team. You're not going to win a Stanley Cup. You only need one Wayne Gretzky and one Lee Fogel, and then. Uh, Lee was just that important to our club. All right, well, uh, Paul Coffey joining us. Uh, you you are a consultant uh, for the
0: Oilers Entertainment Group as well as a, a Hall of Fame player yourself. Ryan Smith, you know how incredibly popular this player has been in the Edmonton market. Maybe for the generation of fans that didn't have the privilege, uh, Paul, like myself, to watch, grow up watching, you know, Wayne and Mark and yourself and Yari Curry and uh, Glenn Anderson and, uh, Paul. you know, Kevin Lowe and Grant Fear and all the great uh, Hockey Hall of Famers, but Ryan Smith does that have a very special place in the heart of a lot of Oilers fans,
2: and uh, and he should. I mean, Ryan did everything in his career except win a championship, and that was not from lack of effort. I think they. Uh, it's unfortunate whatever th- things happen, but in 06 when Roly got hurt, but who knows what could have happened? But uh, just just a great competitor, epitomized what an Edmonton Order is all about: hard work. Uh, came to the rink every single night, went to the tough areas, and. Uh, it's, it's a great moment for him too. We're all proud of him. I know myself personally, he came in in 94, I still was uh, limping in my last five or six years of my career, but uh, you know, playing against him, I, I know how Didn't tough. did
0: you win a Norris in one of those years? I yeah, think you did.
2: Yeah, I did in 94, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 it was still at the backside. But a guy like Ryan, tough to play against, but honest, honest, brought it every single night, wasn't dirty, played hard you pretty much knew what he was going to do and you still couldn't stop him because he could get in that paint area and uh, compete like nobody else. Yeah, he had a relentless work ethic and uh, made the most out of uh, what he
0: had and uh, you know, second most games in Edmonton Oilers history. Well, uh, that's Oilers history. Let's get into the here and now, the hockey team. Uh, they're off to a 7-3 and three start. They've won five straight games. Uh, you have a history yourself with Connor McDavid and we are seeing, you know, it's funny, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, is he at the height of his powers right now? I just remember what Chris Knobloch said to me the night the Oilers won the lottery. He said, Bob, there's gonna be something that happens four or five years into Connors tenure in Amateur, you're gonna say, I've never seen that before. Well maybe we're seeing that this year, but is that what great players do? Is they just continuously elevate uh, their game and, and are you are you at all surprised to see Connor, you know, leading the NHL in goal scoring right now with eleven goals in the first ten games.
2: Yeah, I mean I, get, I mean you came to me September, first of October and said do you think Connors going to be leading the league in goals? Uh, a month into the season, I would probably say no. But I mean, he's just that kind of special guy. And you know, the scary part, Bob, is what you alluded to. Is he's only going to get better because he's going to get stronger. He's going to get smarter. He's going to figure the game out. He's going to know his. Definitely not his limitations because the sky's the limit for a guy like him. But. He's a playmaker, but now he's scoring goals and he's making plays and he's ours. And I think it's uh, the thing with Connor, the thing with Wayne. I had a chance to play with him this height, and Mario. They are not satisfied unless they win a championship. You know, I've spoken to Connor lots over the last few years, and as everybody here has, and he's, you know, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players that ever played the game. But you got to win a championship, and he wants to win one here in Edmonton, and. You know, we're lucky to have him. You know, you look at Darrell, what he's built here, what he's brought in, and, you know, I used to always hear the Edmonton being an outpost, which used to drive me nuts, and I think now we're a destination. you got Connor, Leon, and company, and uh, good things are going to happen, and the important thing is these kids are going to get better. They're, uh, they're incredibly well coached right now, incredibly well prepared, incredibly confident. You talk about the record 7-3. If we talked a week and a half ago, we were 2-3. and three. But no panic. Uh, Jay just stuck to his game plan. Believed in his players. The team was playing well, and uh, you know tonight's another big game, and then Saturday's another big game. You
0: spoke about destination, so I'm gonna. That's where I'm gonna take you next.
2: And I think is Zach Hyman,
0: uh, and and Evander Kane. Maybe in the past those weren't guys <clears throat> that would end up with the Oilers. They have, and the end result is Edmonton is a completely different team, Paul, than the one that lost to Winnipeg two years ago in, when we were in the bubble. Way deeper up front with lots of prospects still coming.
2: Well, yeah, let's let's Bob, Bob, let's touch on destination, and that's what Edmonton is. I mean, like I said, our owner has built an incredible facility here. Um, this flag, this emblem, this 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 uh, front of our sweater is as big as anybody in sports. And you look at a guy like Zach. I mean, he could have stayed in Toronto, could have been comfortable, but no, he wanted to go where he was wanted, and the Edmonton Oilers made a push for him, uh, paid him what he's worth. And the same thing with Evander Kane. I know when when Kenny stuck his neck out last year, and. When after Evander, a lot of people wondering this and that, but it was a pure hockey move at the time. And what we found out since is what a great individual Evander is. I mean, he's an important part of this team. He's got swagger. He brings confidence into the room. The ultimate team guy. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of love for him here. And I think that's important to him. Paul, one final
0: one for you. Hall of Famer Paul Coffey joining us on the Oilers now. Uh, I want to talk a completely different type of defenseman. Uh, Evan Bouchard than you were. I mean, you were an elite skater. Um, I, I don't think, with all due respect, yet he as heavy of a shot that, uh, that uh, Evan has. You would have seen him a lot in the OHL. To me, he reminds me actually a bit of Larry Murphy. That's the guy who, who by the way, was in your draft year and had... You know, a Hall of Fame career himself. Uh, what do you see as a former NHL defenseman and the second highest scoring defenseman in NHL history? What
2: do you see in Evan and where do you see his growth and potential? Well, that's actually, Bob, that's a great comparison. I never thought of that before with Murph because Murph's a Hall of Fame player, a great defenseman, and uh, but just ice in his veins, somewhat the same thing Bush has at the other team's blue line. He's very heady with the puck. Um, and he, but he, you know, we talked about coaching earlier. He's got a great mentor right now, and Dave Manson. Manson's going to teach and stress and stress and stress how to box guys out and how to be good in his own end. And Evan's one of those guys, the same as Connor, but a little bit different because Connor will keep exceeding, exceeding, exceeding. If Bush wants it bad enough, it's there for him. He just just needs to be a consummate professional, come to the rink every single night, not take a shift off, be hard on himself in a good way, and be ready to play every single night. And if he does that, which I've talked to him numerous times, he wants to, he's he's going to be a great defenseman. Paul, we appreciate your time. Have a great night tonight. Looking forward to it. Thank you.
1: There's and Paul Coffey in conversation earlier today reminder we've got hockey on the radio tonight oilers devils seven o'clock the time 5 30 for your face-off show the hall of fame enshrinement ceremony class of 2022 will begin at six o'clock sharp remind you a third time if you're heading to the game tonight be in your seat by six o'clock no looking for parking no wandering around trying to track down popcorn ceremony goes at six and you'll want to catch it um yeah go ahead Oh, I'm just impressed with, you know, you keep saying enshrinement and just how well you're knocking that word out of the park. Thanks. Every 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, he's going to stumble on it. I know it. And (laughs) boom, Homer. No, that's, uh, I've been practicing my high steps, so I don't stumble on that kind of thing. Later on in the show, we will hear from Louis DeBrusque, Oilers color analyst on Sportsnet. Tom Fitzgerald is the general manager of this New Jersey Devils team. He... Had a chance to give Bob 15 minutes plus. We'll get to that after the 1.30 news. But right now, we'll send it off to Eileen Bell for a global news weather traffic update. We'll bring it back around with Dog for GCL Diesel.